1: And
0: welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Oh, man. Another week. Braving the sweaty weather. That's what I'm doing. Sweaty. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been been—it's been pretty humid here. Lots mm-hmm. of storms. We had a lot of storms this week, but uh, Wednesday, the humidity broke, and it's been absolutely gorgeous ever since.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of muggy here right now. Never too, uh, never too, no, it beats snow. It beats snow. <laughs> Do you miss Woodward? You know, for about ten years I did not, but now I kind of do. You know, every year, you know,
0: we had the we we talked for over fifteen minutes last week about Woodward, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we 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 were talking about our memories and stuff like that, and and that's what we're gonna talk about this week—not our memories, but what actually happened with Woodward last last week. But I mean, now that you're down in Nashville, you can't just oh, I want to go to Woodward. I I can, but now you can't. Well, you could. Yeah. I mean, I could. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, I mean, like the first time I went in 96, um, that's when it was kind of the Wild West. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And that's where you're just overwhelmed with, holy cow, this is unbelievable. Lots of bleach. (laughs) Yeah, people just pouring bleach right there in the streets. Light them up! Light them up! No cops, really. They're just kind of letting you do your thing, and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But, and then that's the thing is as it got bigger and bigger and bigger, it became more of a pain in the ass, ass, ass. So, (laughs) and then, you know, just getting there, you know, was an hour drive, even if you live just a few miles away and it just got to the point where it's like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. But only because it's, you know, know, as well.
0: Yeah.
1: But then uh, now that I can't do it, I I do miss it. Yeah. It was fun. I do miss it. It was fun. So tell me about what you saw.
0: So we went out there, um, just went out by myself, got out there. About 10 a.m., went out to the Birmingham Triangle where Chevrolet brought out a bunch of stuff. They Mm -hmm. brought out a ton of stuff. In fact, the display that they had for the C8 Corvette was amazing. Really? It had its own little house, and they had a red C8 inside and then all around it. So they lined you up outside They in a very nice organized line. It didn't take but five, 10 minutes to get through the line to get inside. And then they had like all the available seats, all the available colors, all the available key fobs thing inside. So you can get up and close with it. And, um, that was cool. And then they had the hood and the rear both pop, So you can see that little tiny little hood in front. Yeah. And then, uh, in the back and then the engine and, uh, you, it was nice. It It was nice to be able to, to be able to touch it up close and personal. Uh, it's a beautiful car they, Outside of it They had um, Ron Fellows Had his his C8 It was a C8 was oh. said Ron Fellows on it And it was advertising Spring Mountain So yeah. you can go there so I'm, I have a feeling that they're going to be getting C8s and That you're going to be able to go drive At uh, Spring Mountain In Pahrump, Nevada oh. Which we've both been to And we've talked about before So that's going to be pretty uh, pretty cool That was a white car and, um, so a lot of people, that was, I think, I think that was like the spotlight of Chevrolet's Oh, um, yeah. Display. Um, and then of course they bring out a whole slew of Camaros. They had, um, you know, one l e it was basically, basically the cars we saw at Camaro Fest in Nashville or in mm-hmm. Bowling Green. Those mm-hmm. were the cars that were there. The yeah. shock, they had the shock car. They had that green car, you know, the rally green. They had, um. They had a 2019 SS that was under a tent and the performance cars and the performance, uh, Chevrolet performance, they had a lot of the, the performance parts on it, but they, they had the, the, the 2020 front end on the 2019 car.
1: Nice. nice, <laughs> And the bigger
0: spoiler, you know, this bigger, the, the bigger wing and, the, and the, the, all the different things. That one was also a white car. Very nice. Um, they showed a lot of trucks. They had some um, Malibu. They had a Bolt. A, a Bolt or a Volt? Yeah, the, the Volt's done. You know? I, know, so, yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, no Blazer. No really? Blazer. Wow. Last year there was a crowd of people around it. Crowd of people. Um. There's a. There's a. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't have a Blazer. I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm far off, but you know how every season be- before they start baseball here at Comerica Park, they ha- they, they hoist up cars up there? Yeah. Well, this year, they put up a couple trucks, including a blazer. And so many people were upset because they make the blazer in Mexico mm. that they pulled it down and put up something else. So... Oh. I don't – I'm thinking – I could be wrong. The Blazer wasn't there because of that. Um, that. That makes sense. But they had all the other vehicles. They had Suburbans and the and, um, uh, they had Tahoe and all their trucks, Silverados, and big, big Silverados. Uh, but, yeah, Chevrolet came out full force for the event. They had pretty much everything there. Uh, yeah. I think the Camaro Club – or not Camaro. The Corvette Club had all the different generations – around the area where they they set up the c8 house where the people um were lined up so they had like a different generation corvette for that the uh the semi truck that had corvette c8 on it was beautiful it was like it was like flat black and it was it was pretty pretty cool but uh yeah uh i, I that's one of the one of the reasons why i like woodward now is There's no other event in the world where you get that many people together and then the manufacturers come out and support Mm -hmm. it, you know, there's no other event in the world where, you know, you would get a Woodward special edition car, you know, like, I don't know, there's there's other big cruises, I'm sure, and, and events around the world, but no other ones where... All the manufacturers get behind it. I think, um, was it, I think Celine uh, unveiled a special Mustang, uh, for Woodward this year. So Ford, Ford has a huge display as well as FCA, um, Chrysler for, for the Woodward cruise as well. Hmm. So <clears throat> that was, that was Woodward, man. I, I was, I was, I was cooked by two o'clock the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw Al's car there. I didn't see Al. I know he was there, but Al, huh. yeah, I, I saw your car, Al, and he saw he saw my pictures too. Because <laughs> I shared those I shared those on Camaro Camaro Show, the yeah. Facebook page so, too.
1: So it's cool that they because last year at Woodward they were Chevrolet was just kind of like eh here we are right it wasn't no, a big no, deal no no
0: they were I mean they had their usual section but at the, nothing at the triangle
1: he, yeah nothing he,
0: yeah this year that the big C8 stuff mm-hmm. last year was just. They're, they didn't have any of that.
1: You know, I wonder, I wonder if they're going to have C8s and Pahrump by SEMA. Mm, you never know. And mm. what was cool is too,
0: is just walking through the Chevrolet section. I, I would walk through and I would go down to Woodward because I walked down to see the cars on the street and, and the vendors and stuff like that. And as I walked across a side street, I looked to my right and... What do you know? There's just a C8 parked all by itself right on the side of the street. Was it blue? No, it was black. Oh. Oh. So I went up there and started taking pictures. And then 50 other people saw it and came up and started (laughs) taking pictures. And then next thing you know, that thing was swarmed. Gosh. But yeah, C8s were everywhere, dude. There was uh, a blue one too. I saw a blue one, a black one, a red
1: one, a white one. Too cool, and then this Camaro just kind of sitting off the side, like, yeah, that's my big brother. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, beautiful. But what'd you see driving around? Anything, anything cool Camaro wise? Mm, I'm trying to think. I saw Some Z28s. Oh yeah. Some uh, cool.
0: some like cool. 2014, 2015 Z28s. There was a parade. I didn't see it there, but I saw it posted online. A parade of Krypton Green. Camaros oh,
1: wow I bet you that was cool
0: yeah there's like uh like I don't know four to six of them and you know those were rare cars man they didn't make too many of them
1: wow so that was Neat. cool.
0: but you know cool, you, you, cool. all your usual Chevelles and Grand Nationals and I saw this I was walking through Birmingham and walked across an entire car club of AMC <laughs> and and it was weird it was like Pacers and uh, do, you remember oh. the, do you remember AMX? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I took a few pictures of those and posted it and 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 someone someone commented, "God bless them" or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh, was there a gremlin there? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, there was. It was a whole car club of AMC.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Side side note: When I was, gosh, I don't know, in 2019 or something like that, when having like, you know, when when playing, I don't know. Easy E or something super mega loud. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be the cool thing to do quite any as much anymore. But there's a dude. His name was Steve Tegarden, and he lived in Lansing, Michigan, and he managed a Z-Bart Tidy Car there. Oh yeah, there and to the and it had so much bass that it would it was just ridiculous standing next to it. And he was actually a really cool guy. Fast forward to like four years later, I was at a small car show in Flint, Michigan, when I moved from the Lansing area to Flint, and I came across some guy that had a in his car show. Uh, a, a Pro Street AMX and it said Steve Teagarden on it I'm like are you the same dude that I used to talk to in Ionia when we used to cruise Ionia from Lansing he goes yeah I said what are you doing here and he goes I moved to Flint I'm like no kidding so for all I know he's still got it. I don't know I haven't I, that was shoot 25 years ago so maybe he still got it he's probably part of it if he was he was a cool dude man really cool guy wow I tell you I never forgot you, you could hear that car coming <laughs> and well, going yeah
0: the cars that that i saw were like like original like oh like like nothing had touched them from the 70s <laughs> oh,
1: wow yeah it was interesting that's interesting that's too cool that's too cool let me see if i can find steve T. Garden. oh i think i might have anyway <laughs> um cool man uh let's see here uh no any any burnouts any cops busting people you know.
0: mm, not no, nothing really I, saw. I i i read that uh and i'm surprised it wasn't a mustang uh, a, a dodge viper lost
1: control and hit a building did hear about that yeah <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was <calling> into some <laughs> was pulling into some people yeah <laughs> oh boy that's that's a bummer but no no major other incidences. No, no big deal Nope. Nope.
0: No. Yeah, we perfect cool. weather. Perfect weather the uh, the entire time. So that was nice. um,
1: that was good. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. All right, we got to move on here. Let's talk about some. Oh, okay. This, I've been dying to talk about this. Two Copo track cars that shouldn't exist. This is a neat story, man. This is crazy.
0: I I didn't I, realize that people could get. Or, or I'm sorry, that dealerships could get away with kind of like finagling their way into a program. Because you know the, the well the Copos are individually numbered. Yep. You can't drive them on the street because they don't yep. have a VIN, they have a part number. That's right. And there's a build facility here and was it Wixom? Yep. I think that builds the cars. Well, there's a dealership over here, um Rinky Chevrolet. Um they're they're pretty popular. The Rinky family has a few different car dealerships. Well, they wanted to do a line of Copo track cars, right? So they had the Copo's build team build them a couple cars. Just, with a whole bunch of like track parts.
1: It's just, just really? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and I think look, they got to be like two cars and like yeah 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 this is not going to work out. But well, they sold them.
1: That's how the Copo thing started was dealers, you know, back in 69 with the dealers just saying, "Hey, let's have you kind of make this on the side." All right, just Yeah. Know. So uh yeah, they did it again
0: <laughs> with two cars, with two cars. Um, reading the source, motor authority, um, who originally came out with the, uh, the article, it, it looks like they're, um, Rinky family, which uh-huh. is, is, you know, uh, which run, uh, let's see. One of them runs Copo parts direct, which supplies parts for fifth and ge- fifth and sixth generation Camaro owners, looking to make Copo dragsters of their own. So back in 2017, the father-son duo planned to have the Copo team build either 100 or 200 track day performance Camaros, um, much like the the 1LEs. Mm -hmm. But it never happened due to logistical problems and trying to get all those parts all at one time. But if uh if you look at the pictures, it's a blue one and a white one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Oh yeah, they are. But but not drag race cars. No. Uh
0: they're they're numbered as 01A and 01B. Oh,
1: man, <laughs> what a what a what a car to have.
0: Someone's someone I hope someone um records this somewhere. Like the, like the Camaro Whitebook or something like mm-hmm. that. They're canceled due to logistical problems. Um, somebody it said who the owner was of these.
1: I, I did see that somewhere in the article there. I want to say
0: that they're owned by someone, I think the same person? Both of them are owned by the same person? Osenbaugh?
1: Hmm. If he's got both of them.
0: They also wondered if the Copo team worked on worked some magic on the engines, too. So. Oh, for, a, for a little more get up and go. <laughs> Stevens hmm. bought 001A white car in May of 2017. Alsenbaugh bought 001B blue car in November. So yeah, it's owned by two different people. Each car was listed between fifty and fifty-seven thousand.
1: That's that's on the higher side. Mm-hmm. Still, it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool much, they did that. Yeah. When do you remember ten years ago when I was driving to Okemus when I was working in Okemus? And uh, a chunk of overpass bounced off the highway and embedded itself in the grill of my Trailblazer SS. I do. I had, I had Ed Rinke Chevrolet do the, uh, do the body work on it because they were the closest dealership to where that happened. Oh, okay. Cool. Did a good job. Yeah. Did a real good job. Well, cool. Congratulations to that dude for owning a killer car, man. Yeah. Cool story. Real cool story. Very cool. Check this out. Uh, you'll link it up in the in the show notes. Absolutely, there, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. What's next? What we got? What we got for voicemails we this week? We got a couple of voicemails here. Oh, let's hear them. Love All to right, hear it. Let's go.
2: Hey guys, um, lo- uh, long term listener, first time caller. No, um, I just uh, wanted to say that I love the show. Um, I just got my first Camaro uh, about two months ago. It's a uh, '95 Z28. Um it's that dark green color. Everybody seems to have a different name for it. I've seen it as Polo green, but they might have changed the name over the course of production. Anyway, a uh, couple of things. First of all, um, I'm curious what you guys would do first bolt- um, Bolt-ons
0: for the... Okay, so this car has. I'm sorry, early. <laughs> it's okay. Um. It's okay. We got you, bro. We got you.
1: Is, is that
0: it? Yeah, it kind of trailed oh. off there. He, did he give up? Yeah. Well, let's see. He. he I, I see this. His his phone number comes up next. as the next voicemail too? But okay. Let me let me answer one thing real quick. I got sure. the Camaro white book in front of me. She there says, we go. I'm glad it, you whip that out yeah he says he doesn't know the correct name for the green he says he's heard it called polo green that is correct in 1995 the green nope. was called the polo green metallic yes and there was 18,102 of those color those cars made right in 95
1: so um there you go um, all right
0: let's uh, let's, let's, let's see if he got it right was his name mike I can't. I
2: can't.
1: I can't. No, we're not making fun of you, buddy. We know we know how it can yeah. be, where you just can't get your thoughts together. Here oh, my go
2: God. Sorry. Ran after <laughs> my on the last one. It's all good, dude. It's all uh, good. I was just
1: too curious. Cool. You
2: know, this, this, this 95Z that I, I bought has uh, going on 200,000 miles on it. Wow. I really don't oh. think anything's ever been done to it. It's, you know, cold air intake, and somebody did a cat delete, and... Uh, I'm trying to decide if I should try to do some bolt-ons first, um, on the engine, or if I should wait until an engine rebuild and maybe start with the suspension, because, of course, all the suspension's worn on it with all those miles, um, but I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on that, um, it seems to run pretty good, but, uh, you know, 200,000 miles for a Chevrolet is a lot, um.
1: Another thing
2: I wanted to say is uh, I love that you guys agree with me on the thoughts of the new Corvette. I think that they uh, went as far as they could having the engine in the wrong place for a a supercar, and they finally bit the bullet and did what they had to do to level up their game on it. And I think the new Corvette is one of the sexiest things I've seen come out of Chevrolet in a long time. Anyway, love the show, and... uh, Always ready for more. <laughs> Bye. All right, dude.
0: He he, uh, he finished his voicemail there. Got it right. It, it's, it's okay. No,
1: no it's,
0: do it's man. Don't worry that was fun. We, we got through it. That's cool. And congratulations. Um, congratulations on your yeah. 95 Z28 purchase. I owned one for many, 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 many years. Too many and, years. And, and we'll always have a soft spot in my heart for it. Um, I pretty much knew that car inside and out. He says it runs fine, so should he? But the but the suspensions kind of wore out. So so go ahead and replace the suspension stuff then first. That's what yeah, I would that's
1: do. Kind of what I'm thinking too. I mean, there's nothing to say you can't do some suspension and well, he says it's, it's already got a cold air and the cat delete. So yeah, you know you could do the just do they even still make the, the Coney, adjustable the, fuel pressure regulators oh, and that? the underdrive pulley and I'm sure they do. Yeah, get yourself a Hypertech programmer and <laughs> get a Diablo. Get a Diablo.
0: <laughs> no, you can do with the suspension. Do uh, do like a one le suspension on it. Or there or, you go.
1: Or you, know, or, you know, change yeah. the
0: panhard rod bars and the the um, get some Coney double adjustable shocks on there. Oh, man, you might yeah love
1: it. You know what I'd recommend? Actually, you know what I'd recommend? You um you bolt on a fifth or sixth gen Camaro. <laughs> What? <laughs> and then get rid of the rest of it. <laughs> no, every now and then I'll see a fourth gen Camaro or Firebird. I'm like, gosh, you know, they're outdated now by today's standards, but they that they, they still hold a special spot, just like you said, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's only a 3,400 pound car. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so much you could do with them on that cheap.
0: Oh yeah, and when you need to do your your you rebuild or your engine, you know, you can you can you know. You know, change the OptiSpark in there to um, make sure Anti-spark, it's uh... a <laughs> yeah. and 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 when you rebuild it, it's going to be a, a a very nice car.
1: You know, nice I car. know that when they went to the LS platform engine platform in the F bodies, that's why they what one of the reasons why they changed the front end of the car so it fit. But I wonder how the new LT1 would fit in an old LT1 Camaro.
0: That I don't know.
1: There you I go. Don't know. There you go.
0: Well, thanks for calling in. I didn't catch your name, but...
1: Um, I think it was Mike. Mike. All right, Mike. And he he loved... What do he, you say, Bill?
0: He thinks the, the C8 Corvette is, is the best thing that's come out of Chevrolet in years. You know, I gotta agree. Yeah. Gotta agree. Well, if you guys <laughs> just picked up a brand new car, or you want to talk about a new... Something about the C8 or anything else that's coming out of
1: the pipeline at GM, here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now.
3: All
0: right, we got another voicemail here. Let's
3: go. Yeah, my name is Aaron Brown. I'm calling out of Southern Oregon. I am also known as the Camaro Pilot. I'm a relatively new listener. been listening for about four months. Uh, You said you wanted us to call in, so here I am. Hopefully I can provide some content. Uh, There's a lot of talk about styling of the new 7th gen on some of the forums, and I think it does need some new style, but it needs to have little hints at its heritage, kind of like the 5th gen did on the uh, rear quarters with the gills. That was one of my most favorite things, being that I own a 69 Camaro for 32 years, and it's yellow, and I own a 14 Z01 that is also yellow, By the way, yellow is the best color, and Chevy needs to bring it back. Um, I would like, on the 7th gen, to see active arrow on the model. Um, One of my gripes about the 5th gen and the 6th is the door handle cups. It needs a bar to grab onto, not just a little cup. My wife can't even drive the new Camaro because her nails break trying to grab it. And as you know, the doors on Camaros are large and if you have a tailwind it'll grab that door and just open and slam it into the car next to you so i don't know why chevy doesn't have something that you can actually grab onto when opening and closing the door Uh, visibility is often brought up with people who i let test drive my camaro and while i don't want to sacrifice the visibility chevy does need to do something about that and i hate that because i have no problem driving it it just i I think it just takes practice and getting used to um for the next gen, if they go forward with it, I do not want to see any kind of a hatchback. The third and the fourth gen Camaros were ugly, especially the fourth gen. It just looked like a great big geostorm. Um, right. uh, and on the Z01, why does Chevy sound deaden the blower? Uh, one of my favorite things to do when I ride my buddy's Hellcat is have him hit it so I can hear the blower. I don't know why they sound deaden it. I don't know anybody that likes that um the naming on the Camaros um people who don't even know cars they just know one thing Hellcat they think it's fast they don't know anything about Z01 they see mine and they're just like oh you own a Camaro I'm like it's not just a Camaro so I don't know Chevy kind of missed the boat on the naming convention the only people who really understand it are the enthusiasts um and I hate to say it but horsepower numbers are important Even though Chevy Camaros are just as fast as some of the other muscle cars, the horsepower numbers are a little bit lower, and I'm sure that doesn't help salesmen when they're trying to do that kind of stuff. Anyway, keep up the good work, you guys, and uh, I want to keep hearing you. Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Mr. Aaron Brown, thank you for calling in. A new person from, uh, I think he's in Oregon? Oregon?
1: Yeah, Oregon. Or as we would misspell it, Oregon.
0: Oregon? Yeah, we uh, we have... uh...
1: Well, the Camaro disciples live in Oregon. Maggie. That's right. Maggie does. Yeah. That's cool, man. Thanks for contributing to the show. Great points all the way around. Um, Let's see. Oh, gosh. There's so much to talk about here. He said yellow is the best color. They should bring it back. They did. It's called shock. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he'd consider it yellow, though. or True yellow. You know, like the yellow that's on the Camaro that's over your shoulder right there that I can see on the screen. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, they had shock for 19 and then they brought it back for 20. Yep. It's a. Yep. It is a very bright yellow. Some people do mistake it for
1: green, though. As, I, I see green in it, I, yeah, not it's probably got does, some hues. But... It's
0: probably got some green hues in it, but dead is definitely you. You. You do not mistake that color on the road. Let me tell you, kind of like the Krypton green. That yep. shock yellow, it, yeah. It's
1: like the shocker. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. What? Why did they sound dead in the blower? <sighs> Do you think I, sound can, I can I can make it? an assumption on that? That's a good question. I think it might be because of the of the core purpose of the vehicle. The vehicle is meant for track racing, and after a while, you don't want to hear the blower. You want to hear when things go wrong. Okay. So maybe they said, okay, that's that, that long t- long term that can get annoying, that can get distracting, that can also mask the sound of something going wrong on the track. That's my assumption. I'm probably right. As I usually am. <laughs> when I
0: when I had my fifth gen ZL1, I when I changed the airbox on it, yeah, you could definitely hear the blower then. So yep. maybe change your airbox and then you could. I'm trying to remember Rotofab. I think I wanted the Rotofab one. And yeah. then oh yeah, <laughs> Not, nothing <laughs> like nothing like when I had the, my Pro Charger on my Z28 and my fourth gen, that one whistled. That one, that was just loud. <laughs>
1: You know, I was just going over some of my old YouTube videos, and there's when I had that magna charger on my 2010 Camaro, and I changed over to that cog drive system, and oh, that really brought out the sound. I did like, I, I I do like it. I agree, it sounds awesome. Yeah. But you know, some people might go, hey, "It's it's too loud, it's too annoying," and then you know, they should be shaved, sterilized, and destroyed.
0: But um, he also complained about the handles,
1: the door handles. The, he's talking about the
2: interior <clears throat> handle. Right? He says they're
1: like little cups. Little door handle cups. So you, you can't get a good grab. It's just kind of like a finger, like first knuckle right. deep. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Yeah. And I, I never really even thought of it. I
1: just No, but then again, you don't have nails. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. What else? Uh, horsepower numbers? Yeah, well, they do get people marketing. into the showroom. It's all about yep. marketing.
0: Yeah.
1: And then Hellcat? Well, of course, Hellcat gets more recognition because it's easy to say, and it sounds... Really, really rebellious. Yeah. I mean, what, what 10 years ago would you have thought that a major vehicle manufacturer would have put the word hell in the name of their car? Yeah, I still find it strange now that they do. And then all the the the, the different
0: models that Chevrolet use, they're, they're basically just option codes, right? Put on the side of the car. You well, know, the it's Z28, also 28, the one LE, the ZL1, the, this, weren't they like RPO codes?
1: Yes. <laughs> So that's what it is. But he's right. People don't know RPO codes.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, interesting. Good, good comments, man. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate that. Oh,
0: <sighs> what else we got here? We're, well, we're, we're past uh, our 30 minute mark here, but you know, I think, rough I think, rocks.
1: I think we need to do this one.
0: So go <laughs> yep. ahead.
1: So I told you specifically not and to I have, read this article. I have not read it. All uh, right. This came this came from Haggerty. I love their their articles. They're they're not as plentiful as some other automotive news outlets, but they're they're almost always good. Five best burnout cars according to you. So they they did a poll. Everybody say you know post what your best burnout car is. Number five. Well, actually, I don't think it goes in order, but we're gonna, I'm going to go in order anyway. Dodge Demon. Okay. Eight hundred and forty horsepower. Nine second quarter mile. Yeah. I'm sure Number, they can the next one. Yeah. Big Block Chevelle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The next one. Yes. Chris, you can relate to this. Someone else's car. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) More than a handful of responses noted that while burnouts are fun, they can be quite hard on a vehicle. Thus, many prefer to partake in the fun by spinning the tires by waiting until the rental car is available. (laughs) Next one. Dodge Ram SRT10. That's the 10-cylinder Viper engine manual transmission pickup truck. And then the very last one. Chris, you got two in this list. Buick Grand National. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I've told that story before yep. around here. Where, somebody, where your buddies would borrow your Buick Grand National to take it around the block and come back and say what? This thing does the best burnouts ever. <laughs> Thanks for wrecking my car, a-hole.
0: Oh, my God. Yes.
1: Sporting one of the smallest engines in the pool of proposed cars, the Grand National's bite is far worse than its bark. Once the turbocharger spools up in the whole 231-cubic-inch V6, the gussied up Regal could spin the tires with the best of them. One of the things that Mike Lick showed me how to do was instant boost. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, beg your pardon. Rolling boost. Oh. You ever see, Ever seen that? No.
0: I, I didn't I have, know about it until he told me. Go ahead, tell Buick me.
3: Guy.
1: What's that?
0: Go ahead and tell me. I, I, I know he would bring up the boost with the, um, with the parking brake, and he actually made, <laughs> yes. he actually sold a piece of a cord of cord in. to pull yep. it yep <laughs> because people were reaching down and pulling it and turning the steering wheel
1: <laughs> yep that's right yeah so yeah so they'd sit there at the at the drag strip they'd sit there on the line when the lights would start to come down they'd keep the e-brake on with their hand on the handle and as soon as the light would turn green and they'd start building boost by putting you know it's almost like power braking you know and as soon as the light would go green they'd pull the the handle and then course, you know they'd have to lean down to do it. So then he would wrap a like a leather leather cord around it. But the first time he did that, he was really up on boost, a lot more boost than he wanted to be, if I remember the story right. And he almost took out the tree. <laughs> but rolling boost is what he had. He was I was riding along with him, and he was doing maybe twenty miles an hour on Garfield, heading north from Fifteen Mile Road. Okay. Because um he because we were gonna turbocharge we we're gonna turbocharge my twenty ten Camaro, not 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 supercharge it. And he's like this is what rolling boost is driving along. At 20, he'd put his foot on the brake, but then put his foot on the gas as well. Kind of like power braking, but rolling. Okay. And it'd build up the boost, but it wouldn't have to go from a dead stop. It would still be in motion. Oh. And when he actually let his foot off the brake, it almost it's almost like shotgunning a beer. It it, it it like uncorks it and lets it really go. Wow. So it was uh rolling boost is was a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. I, I feel bad for all the cars that got blown up from people just saying, let's see what this thing can do. Huh. Wish they'd bring it back.
0: Point, I saw Grant National at Woodward last last week. Parked and I was like, oh my God, I miss my car. God, I miss that car. God, it's been 30 years. 30 or 31 yeah. years since I had that car. Wow.
1: Well heck man, it's been 20, 26 years, twenty-three years since I had my first Camaro. Wow. Am I doing my math right? Dude, we're old I don't know. I, I'm, you know what? I'm older than I look, and much older than I act, and that's all that matters to me. That's true. But well, that was the show. That was good. That was a good article, man.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna I'm gonna link that up. I'm gonna link that up. Yeah, I'm gonna link that up in the show notes. Dear listeners, call us and let us know what is the, what is the best burnout car you have owned. Let us know.
1: I want to know that. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. I can't even do a proper burnout.
0: Yeah. I can do a good burnout on my 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 Camaro now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I, I was always afraid to do the power break type of thing. And I'll, I'll explain why in the next episode. We'll have time for that this yeah. week. But we will be back next week with some cool stuff, including your voicemails about burnouts. Burnouts. Who's the burnout king of our listeners? Let's hear it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.